Jesus is doing it again. In the gospel today, he is deliberately provocative. He came to provoke us. He said, I came to light a fire on earth. Oh, how I wish it were blazing. So he said strange and outrageous things like, if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. If your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. It is impossible for you to get yourself into heaven. He said things like this intentionally to provoke a response. And today he says it again. You must hate your father and mother, your children and your spouse and your own life, or you can't be my disciple. Hate. Wow, that is a really strong word, very provocative word. Well, what does he mean? What is he trying to provoke? What, what kind of response does he want from us? First of all, we must know that in English, it's translated hate. But in Jesus' time, that was a way of saying, you must love them less than you love God. Okay, Jesus would never tell us to literally hate anyone. He tells us we should love everyone, even our enemies. So let's get that straight. He's not telling us to hate our parents. That's good for teenagers, because sometimes when you get mad, you say, I hate you. That's not good. Don't ever do that. He's not telling us to hate, but to love less than we love God. That's what he's trying to do. He's trying to remind us that nothing comes before or over our love for God. Nothing should. Loving God is not something we do on the side or in addition to loving others. It is the foundation of our lives. It undergirds everything. Love the Lord your God with all your mind, with all your heart, with all your soul. Or to put it another way, Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and everything else will fall into place. Everything else will be given to you. So that's really what he's saying, that we should really work on that, on loving God with everything that we have and are, even more than we love our lives, more than we want more our will, our desires, our very families. We should love God more than anything. Now, you may be listening saying, well, I think I'm doing pretty well with that. I think I, I, think I love God. I love the Lord and great. And I hope you do. And we need to keep working on that. But I'm here to confess to you not my sins, but I'm here to confess to you that I don't think that I am there yet. You know, I know that because I still have fears. I'm still anxious about my life and the world. I still have questions even about our faith and sometimes doubts. I'm sorry if, that's, if you, that surprises or scandalizes you, but all of us, being human, have fears and anxieties and even questions and doubts. And that's how I know that I don't love perfectly because Jesus said to his disciples and to us why are you afraid where is your faith fear is useless come to me and all will be well so I, that's something that I need to work on and perhaps you as well we need to love the Lord our God above all things what would that look like well, I think it's something like this. When we wake up in the morning, we say, God, be with me at every moment today. Be with me as I make my decisions today. Be with me as I go to work, as I have breakfast, as I get out of bed, as I 
go through my day in good times and in bad, in sickness and in health. God, be with me. May you be glorified in everything, and may I lift up my brothers and sisters around me. And then the, that would be the last thought before we go to sleep. God, thank you for today. I'm sorry for the mistakes I made. Please bless everyone I talked to today. If we had that attitude and walked with God throughout the day, then I think we would be well on our way toward putting God first, loving God before all things. And you say, but that's hard to constantly focus on God throughout the day. Well, maybe at first, but after a while it becomes part of our life, like breathing. We breathe God in, breathe God out. We want to be with God all the time. I think that's what it would look like. In the second part of today's reading, Jesus gives us this example of building a tower or a king going to war. What does that have to do with loving God? Well, I think it's this. What he's telling us is that this is something we have to plan to do all our lives. Loving the Lord, choosing the Lord, confessing the Lord may be something we do in a moment of great joy and grace, but really it's something we need to do over and over and over again throughout our lives. He said if you want to build something, you don't just start building, but you make plans for it. You hire an architect, you raise money, you, raise, you hire workers, and then you start to build. Same thing with the king going to battle. You don't just say, go out there and fight and we'll see what happens. You plan, you bring people in and all of that. So it is with our faith. We can't just say, I love the Lord and leave it at that. We need to work on that day after day after day. I think about you who are married. I think about how you made your vows in a moment and that was beautiful and awesome. Some probably right here before this altar. But the vows, though made in a moment, will be lived out day after day, year after year, in good times and bad, in sickness and in health. Or I think about myself on my ordination day as a priest 28 years ago. Oh, it was a great day. I, I, I was so happy. I, I think as we left the church, and Father Chris knows this, and I'm sure and those of us who are ordained know this, we, I was just floating out of the church. And I was blessing people like I was the Pope. And I got outside and there was my family and I'm still blessing people and everything. And, and then we, I, we went through the whole crowd. My family was there, my friends, my brothers and Holy Cross, fellow priests. And standing all the way at the back was this elderly priest. He waited. It took 45 minutes for us to get through the, the crowd to get to him. This man was my mentor in the seminary. He was a great priest, a very caring and loving and gentle and merciful priest. And he waited and I saw him and I said two things that were really not so smart. I'm telling you, I didn't know where I was that day, but I went up to him and I said, Father Jerry, I did it. Now I'm like you. Well, that was ridiculous. I had been a priest for about an hour and he for 60 years, so I was not like him yet. And I said, what do you think? And he took the top of my head, he was short, and he pulled it down and he kissed me. And he said, I'd say it's a good start. And I said, and now, Jerry, I'm telling you, I didn't know what I was saying, but I said, now, Jerry, I only want one thing. I want to die for the Lord. I want to be a martyr right now for the Lord. And that sweet man, <laughs> who just kissed me, took his bony hand and slapped me. <laughs> and he said, don't ever say that again. 
He said, you may be a martyr, you may die in a flash, but probably not. But you will be a martyr for the Lord if you're faithful to your priesthood day after day, week after week, year after year, in good times and in bad, with your own sins and the problems of the world, you will die for the Lord, and it will be beautiful. 28 years later, I'm starting to, to understand what he was saying. All our life with the Lord is not just a sprint, it's a marathon, as they say. We must decide to love the Lord, not in a moment of great joy and grace, but every day, and even and especially when things aren't going well, or when we're afraid, or confused, or doubting, or hurt. Jesus says, love me with everything you have, and everything will be given back to you. Or in another part of the gospel, seek first the kingdom of God, and everything will be given to you besides.